Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Savvy Psychologist. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. So it is summer, which means it's time for beach trips and mountain getaways most of which involve the great open road. But for many of us, heading out on the highway feels like an ordeal, not an escape. So this week, by request from Marilyn in Massachusetts, we'll cover fear of driving and how to kick it to the curb. Now, as fellow base daters, Marilyn and I know that Massachusetts drivers are not called mass holes for nothing. Indeed, of the cities with the dubious distinction of having the worst drivers in the nation, three of the top five are in Massachusetts. But no matter where you live, being scared to drive can really get in the way. Indeed, if life is a highway, it's easy for a phobia to push you into the breakdown lane. And unless we're lucky enough to live in a city with great public transportation, driving is necessary for basic freedom and independence. But not all fear of driving looks the same. And there are generally four reasons that people are afraid to drive. So let's go through them. The first is a traumatic experience. So let's take Nora, for example. When Nora was 25, she was driving home from a night out and got hit by a driver who was texting. Thankfully, even though her car was totaled, Nora was relatively unscathed and just needed a few stitches. But three years later, she hasn't driven since. So if your story is like Nora's, it makes sense that you don't feel safe in a car. For you, the possibility of an accident is all too real and all too salient. And if you're having nightmares or flashbacks, also called re-experiencing, are on edge, tense, easily startled, and have trouble sleeping, also called hyperarousal, and are avoiding the car, which is predictably called avoidance, this completes the trifecta of post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD. And indeed, up to one-third of people who are in a serious accident have PTSD 30 days or more after the accident. Now, a second theme of driving fear is Eric's. Eric sometimes has panic attacks. And while he's never had one while driving, he's convinced that if he does, he'll lose control of the car and unintentionally recreate the big crash scene in Talladega Nights. Ricky! The problem is that his fear creates a cycle. Eric's fear that he's a split second away from a horrible accident is stressful. And stress, a pounding heart, feeling lightheaded, and more, feels a lot like panic, which in turn convinces him he's on the verge of an attack. And next thing Eric knows, he's pulled over on the side of the road, convinced he narrowly missed panicking and losing control of the car. So our third variation is Carla. Carla gets stressed thinking that she's a bad driver, is annoying everyone, and is getting in everyone's way. She experiences driving as a performance, like she's being tested and judged by everyone on the road. 
As a result, she hates parallel parking, especially when someone is waiting, and dislikes waiting for left turns because someone behind her might end up getting impatient with her. Finally, there's Ali. Ali's afraid of the possibility of an accident and just doesn't trust his driving skills, much less the skills of others. He drives, but reluctantly and only on local roads, no highways. He'll go out of his way to avoid a bridge or a tunnel and only takes left turns if there's a designated green arrow. So, in a world of fast and furious, how can these four people, plus our listener Marilyn, feel safe and content? Well, no matter your version of driving fear, the cure will be getting back on the road. But you don't have to go from zero to 60. You knew that one was coming. Instead, work your way back slowly. Te presentamos a Alex. Ella acaba de descubrir el centro de visión de Walmart. Ahora hago mis diligencias en un solo lugar. ¿Compras? ¿Lentes? Walmart. ¿Decoraciones? Walmart. Y lo mejor es que aceptan la mayoría de seguros, así que ahorro tiempo y dinero. Bienvenido a un cuidado de visión más fácil. Bienvenido a tu Walmart. Se aplican restricciones. Visita walmart.com para más detalles. Life is a highway. And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem. Of a detour. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. So let's go back to driver's ed of sorts, just without the teenage acne or the gym teacher in the passenger seat. So step number one, is to plan a driving experience that won't freak you out. The aim here is to give your brain a healing experience, to put you behind the wheel in a situation that's a teeny bit challenging, but achievable. So if you haven't driven in a while, just sit in your car in the driveway. You don't even have to start the engine. Or drive around a quiet neighborhood on a weekend morning. Or throw back to driver's ed and drive around an empty parking lot. Just get behind the wheel in some capacity. Whatever you choose, do it until your nerves eventually start to settle. Then the next day, do it again. You'll know you're done when you want to avoid the car, not because you're scared, but because you're bored out of your mind. And then it's time to move on to the next step, which is step two, up the ante a little. So you choose where to go from here. Now you get to customize. So if you're like Nora and we're in an accident, you may ask, why would you put yourself in a position where that might happen again? Well, in this case, you get back behind the wheel in order to separate past and present. By not getting behind the wheel again, you stay stuck in the past. So put some safe, gentle, corrective experiences between the past and the present, and you'll find driving gets easier every time. Now, if you're like Eric, who was worried about panicking, Deliberately bring on fake symptoms of panic so you can practice driving with the symptoms, but without actual anxiety. This sounds ridiculous, but it works. So for example, drink more coffee than usual so you can practice feeling jittery while you drive. Hold your breath for just a few seconds to bring on feeling a little lightheaded without danger. Literally run to your car so your heart is pounding when you get in and start the engine. Now, if you're like Carla or Ali, who avoid certain situations, like left turns, highways, or parallel parking, start gradually practicing these situations when the stakes are low. It might feel funny to go for a drive just to practice doing things you don't like, but it's worth the investment. 
So practice parallel parking on a quiet street. Drive on the highway for one exit on a weekend morning. Then get back on and go two exits. Then three. You get the picture. Step number three is repeat step two as often as necessary. Keep upping the ante and gradually, but safely, face your fears. And step four is finally, challenge yourself to drop those kind of sort of superstitious behaviors that artificially tamp down your anxiety. So these might be things like staying in the slow lane, not driving at rush hour, having a bottle of water, blowing the air vents on full blast, or not driving alone. These things are all called safety behaviors. They make you feel safer, but in the long run are getting in your way because you attribute your ability to their presence. It's like Dumbo with his magic feather. So experiment with going without and see what happens. To do this, ask how you would drive if you were not anxious. Would you use all the lanes? Would you drive whenever you needed to? Would you drive at the speed of traffic? Whatever the answer, experiment with doing just that. This is fake it till you make it. It will feel wrong at first, but guess what? It works. The principle here is that when you see yourself doing it, you start to believe you can do it. In short, all the tips can be summed up this way. Put action before readiness. If you wait till you feel ready, you probably won't do it. But if you do what you're scared of, a little at a time, your readiness, and more importantly, your confidence, will catch up. If you love the show, never miss an episode by subscribing to The Savvy Psychologist on iTunes or Stitcher or listening on Spotify, or get every episode delivered straight to your inbox by signing up for The Savvy Psychologist newsletter at quickanddirtytips.com newsletters. And of course, check us out on Facebook to find lots of archived episodes no longer available on iTunes. As always, thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. And of course, The Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thanks so much. And I look forward to seeing you next week for a happier, healthier mind. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.